From Jurassic Park to Harry Potter, we're previewing the season opener of the Great Falls Symphony. Plus, we'll look ahead to what you can expect for the rest of the season. And the conductor emeritus tells us how he picks out his batons. That's coming up on this episode of We're No Damn Experts. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. With its big white sky and the wild river tank, if you want to go home, we can take you there to Great Falls, Montana. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Shannon Newth. And we're No, no Damn, damn Experts. Experts. So Shannon, today we've had a strew of guests. We, we haven't have. got to just sit here and talk to each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we probably won't know how to do it when it comes that time <laughs> again. True. But yeah. what's happening today? Yeah, I'm really excited. I have special memories with both of these people who are in the room here. So I will introduce them. Um, first off, we have Hillary Shepard, who is the executive director of the Great Falls Symphony. Um as I've mentioned before, my prior life in news, uh, I had a program that I did called Five Under 35, and Hillary was one of my Five Under 35 well done, honorees. Um, and it was just, it was wonderful. I remember having just a wonderful conversation both on and off camera with you when we did that. Yes, yeah. thank you. And I'm so not even close to under 35 anymore. <laughs> it's been a few years. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, you still qualify for that honoree or oh, that thanks. honor. Yes. Yeah. And then we also have Gordon Johnson here who, uh, okay, help me with the title. Is it Conductor Emeritus of the Great Falls Symphony? Okay, that sounds like a fancy title. It is a fancy title. Gordon and I have um, won awards together. (laughs) So (laughs) we did Dancing Dancing. with the Stars. Great Falls. Eight years ago. Oh, it's been a while. Long time. Anyway, we got Best Costume. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, People's Choice. Award. Didn't we get People's Choice? And she did a little aside to me as we got that award. She said, if we just get People's, if we if we just get Best Costume, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. <laughs> it's like, we did better than Best Costume. <laughs> people's Choice. Ah. Yes. So, it, yes, Dancing with the Stars of Great Falls, we got paired randomly together. And then assigned uh, a choreographer. <clears throat> and ours was a spin. It was like a hip-hop Mozart song. First movement. Holy moly. Yeah. Symphony 25 Mozart. Yes, but like a very <sighs> electric kind of hip-hop-y version. Of course you know it. Yes. That's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it starts. Okay, and then, but okay, so we had these costumes. I had like a George Washington kind of... What? wig on as you, did you, you right you were dressed more like maria Teresa. yes yeah. yes uh and gordon started by carrying me out onto the stage on <laughs> one of his shoulders <laughs> i was sitting on one of his shoulders i uh, people in podcast land can't see me but i had to sit up very like very statuesque yes with my hand in the air and you did like this slow strut onto the stage right. with me on your shoulder and gently delivered you you to the stage yes and we had one point where i had like an outer skirt that like ripped off in a spin oh my god yes i feel like yes because i had like these leggings on underneath and it was when it went because it started very like okay this is mozart and then it got 
then it it kicked into sort yes, of a rock beat. Yes, and that's when we, we both ripped open our clothes. Shed. <laughs> Some layers. Some layers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Some layers. There now. <laughs> Close. Uh, yes. Straight about the stage. Yes. Uh, but yes, our performance, Best Costume and People's Choice Award. It was so much fun. Yes, it was fun. We have that video somewhere. Maybe I should upload that and attach it to the yeah. show notes somewhere. I, um, <laughs> I want to see the practice sessions where you all are. You know, Gordon's we worked working. pretty hard. We did. And where I Gordon's carrying Yes, you I was always so times. nervous. I was like, I'm sorry, Gordon. We don't need to practice <laughs> oh, this very many times. Yeah. You were innately graceful. <laughs> well, you had the hard job carrying well, me on one shoulder. But, but you had experience as, um, did, weren't you on a dance team? I or was a cheerleader. In, yeah. In school. Yeah. And I had nothing. So. <laughs> but you knew the music yeah. inside and out. I knew the yes. Tune. Yes. You kept us on perfect beat, yeah. ideally. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, these are our guests today, two wonderful humans who we have here talking about. Um, well, a lot of things, uh, but mostly, As hopefully, usual. the symphony. Yes. Hello. Anyone new to the podcast? No. <laughs> yeah. Know, we're going to cover every topic. We'll cover that lots of things. Feels right for us today. Yes. Well, it's fun to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes. yes thank you so much. Absolutely. So we are nearing the new season of yes. the symphony. What can we expect this season? Oh, so many great things are happening. Um, and this opener is super fantastic we've got uh gordon coming back as music director emeritus to conduct this concert because grant is away about to have his very first baby with his wife (laughs) well Um, done grant yeah good job and grant is the uh, for people who don't know maestro yes he is (laughs) the (laughs) non-emeritus yes (laughs) maestro acting (laughs) yes and so uh gordon graciously uh accepted the offer to come back and work with our group and everybody's just really excited it's like a little reunion Mm -hmm. um both for the audience and for the members that play on stage and uh we're playing my favorite john williams music uh, celebrating his 90th birthday this Mm. year and for those of you who don't know john williams as a household name yes (laughs) he has written tons of music movie music over the years basically anything steven spielberg has directed he Mm. has made the music for et star wars jurassic park harry potter oh my Um, goodness I and just, my husband and I just went through and watched all of the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. We went through that whole thing. So now it's just that it's that music is just brilliant and it's constantly in my head now. Yeah. But that's true of all of his music. Right. It feels like. Right. Yeah. And it's especially uh, special for me because John Williams music is why I got into music in the first place. Oh, wow. He was that just that inspiration, you know, and uh, believe it or not, the mu- music is very hard. So it's a, a legit uh uh, thing to master if you're going to play it as well mm-hmm. so um the brass and in- the brass instrumentalists on stage are going to be working especially hard <laughs> because john williams loves to write for trumpets and french horn and uh it's going to be a fun time yeah. yeah so this is the opener on october 1st that uh is very exciting and we've got just tons of great stuff for the rest of the season how many yeah. years now is this what season this is, is this? the 64th oh wow yeah so we've been around for a while and this is the very first year that we've taken over our own ticketing 
Oh, Ooh. I know. After 64 <laughs> years of using... We're going to try uh, something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a, a wonderful um, exercise in patience and uh, precision to get us transferred over there. But it, what it also has done is allowed us to uh, really better serve our patrons and to have a lot of fun promotions wow. and lots of different events happening on that we wouldn't have necessarily been able to do without our own ticketing system mm. so uh, very excited about that from an administrative side yes yeah. well that is exciting yeah. um being it takes nine months to brew a baby uh <laughs> gordon did you have any input on the season like no no i did not you just got a call like last week and said hey well, <laughs> grant's had not a town so you're here we right? got a problem yeah. no they've given me more lead time <laughs> but i was very grateful to get the invitation certainly and uh, i know this orchestra very well i was music director for over three decades a long time and, and uh, had a hand in bringing Grant on as the as your replacement. I had the great uh, pleasure of being involved in that search season, yeah. and uh, so was uh, indirectly able to have uh, um, input, I guess, on who the music, who my successor mm -hmm. would be. And that's five years ago. I was just going to ask how long it, it feels like two or three years. Five years five. ago, wow. I know. I was at a youth orchestra concert last spring. And Grant from the stage said, well, it's my, been my great pleasure to do this for five years. And I'm sitting in the audience going, five years? Like, Wait a second, I was there. Wait, <laughs> Where did those, no. where'd that yeah. time go? That can't possibly right, be yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. But uh, anyway, so for me to come back and uh, reconnect with uh, the people on stage, and there's going to be new musicians, there's going to be a great, mm -hmm. great pleasure for me, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, have, that is pretty exciting. Have you direct in that in that time span that you were uh, musical director? Did you do John Williams music during you that know, time frame? Yes, I yeah. have done some. Uh, I've done in in the time that I've left the position of Great Fa with Great Falls, I've done concerts all over the place, okay. and some of them have been pops concerts. And any time you have a Pops concert, you really do need to include some John Williams, yeah, yeah. 90 years old or not. It's the, no, it's, it seems like a crime not to include well, his it, in, that, in, it, in a pop concert. It's part yeah. of who we are as mm -hmm. Americans. Yeah. And the American film in, industry really defines uh, America to a mm -hmm. great sense. I mean, if you travel uh, throughout the world, uh, what people think of when they think of the American product they're going mm. to think of the film industry. Yeah. That's a good point. And, yeah. yeah. And so when uh, when they go to these American films, as you said earlier, the Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. um, my first encounter <laughs> was Clever. Close Encounters of the, yeah. of the Third Kind okay. that I saw in a theater. I just recently saw that. Yeah. And that was the first time that I was... Um, that I encountered John Williams' music, and incredibly effective. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time, I had no idea of the range that he mm -hmm. would accomplish uh, over time. Yeah. Fun fact about him, too. Um, he didn't rely on any technology to write, as I'm going to talk about yeah. technology this wow. whole podcast, I guess. <laughs> he didn't rely on any technology to write his music. He scored everything from a piano. Oh, my and goodness. And wrote all of his scores. So wow. it was just a brilliant brilliant wow. mind when wow younger when he was a younger man um he would compose the music at the piano and then he would orchestrate it and then his career became such that it was in such great demand that he has orchestrators hmm. so he'll he'll still compose at the piano but then he'd say rebecca score this for 
this particular purpose. Yeah, hmm. and then Rebecca says, what does any of that, <laughs> right. what does well, any of that mean? Yeah. Where do I start? Um, yeah. <laughs> what, for, for our listeners that have no idea, not for me, um, what does orchestrate mean? Like, I get writing on the piano, writing mm-hmm. your notes scoring down. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you're trying to do is evoke human emotion that is consistent with, with what's happening on the Oh, okay, mm. and so Hillary already made a uh, reference to his uh, skill in writing for brass instruments. So, what John Williams does is he gets footage from Spielberg or whomever is mostly Spielberg, and watches the film, and then creates music that amplifies the content of emotional uh, message that Hmm. the film director is trying to portray visually and so you've got you've got the visual sense that you see on on the screen but then that is amplified augmented by another sense and that's the oral sense Mm -hmm. and so that's a tremendous skill and and it takes a great sensitivity uh, from a musician to to make sure that um, that combination works yeah. Yeah. And to just build on that with the orchestration element of it, you know, uh, uh, if you were to kind of map out a theme of what it will generally sound like and some other thematic em- elements, then somebody can take that melody and start to build on it with the different orchestral instruments that are available to them. So, you know, a, a quiet flute solo to, um, to show uh, emotion in one way is going to be very different than a full brass ensemble showing something another way that might be very celebratory or something like that. So um, that's what's actually being written out is those Mm. individual parts. I'm ready to do it now. (laughs) Bring her a script. Talk you into it. (laughs) Here we go. Well, I think about that. I mean, just the emotional component of, of music in general. I know that I like, I love music, but I very, it greatly affects my emotions. So Mm -hmm. I have to be kind of in the right state to listen to things or Mm -hmm. get me out of a funk. But speaking specifically about John Williams and just because I watched recently all the Jurassic Park films, so it's constantly, I mean, we have this T-Rex statue, uh, urban art here up above the visitor center. (laughs) I went and got footage of that and I, you know, was humming the theme song while I was getting (laughs) the footage. And I went out to, uh, to Ryan Dam here and I again because I had just rewatched the movies in the movies where there's there in the bird cage with all the pterodactyls and right. stuff. I was walking down to Ryan Dam the entrance before the bridge has all of this foliage yeah. on it, and in my head I'm playing the da 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 as I'm walking. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I in the bird cage? Like, it, but it's amazing what things trigger your memory and the experience and just just how it makes you feel and remember things yep. and yeah. Yeah, just incredible. And to really, um, uh, this is a really funny video. I don't have the link on it today, so just uh, look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's just it's a capturing what uh, that 
that throne room scene at the end of Star Wars Episode oh, Four mm-hmm. would be like if there were no if music. There was no music, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it just looks silly. Actually. It's just like a quiet, Absolutely like ridiculous, like, like footprints or something. Or well, foot, and then like walking. a random yeah. Wookiee growl or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, you're just it was like, just the epitome was? of yeah. awkward, yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah, go go check that out on YouTube, <laughs> and it will just really illustrate what it is that we're saying here and how yeah. important music is in everyone's lives, and it's so a part of our our being that we may not even recognize mm-hmm. it. But you know, Sh- Shannon, what you said earlier um, really just defines what the genius is. If if, mm. if if that experience that you had yeah. couples with your memory of the music, yes, then we're talking about somebody of genius who can make that happen. Right, who can connect yeah. the moments, the feel, the imagery. Insert it mm-hmm. in your, and I'm, I'm going to say brain, but I, yeah. it, it's it's deeper than that mm-hmm. in who you are. Because it's it's the feel of it, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there you go. And that's yeah. what you will feel if you come to the concert. <laughs> yeah, on, when you are at yes. the concert. Absolutely. When you're at the concert. You've got to get your tickets now because actually the theater's already filling up really yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, people knew that we were switching over to singles at midnight and we had many orders at mm. 12.05. So, yeah, this High is demand. a popular one. Um, it'll be pretty packed. So if you're planning on coming, get those tickets. Get, those get tickets your tickets now. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what other music are we going to get to hear this season? Well, for those of you who are familiar with Pink Martini, they came here a few years ago. They're actually, uh, they were here in April of 2019, and uh, they're coming back in May of 2023, and they are just a really fantastic 18-piece band that... uh, Every everything that they they have had so many albums, you know, no. just everything that they perform is got this sort of a jazzy vibe, but it's also pop music, and they sing in other languages too, um, and. It's such a fun time. I mean, the entire audience got up and did the Congo line at one point. <laughs> they did. That's not something you would expect at a symphony performance. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's oh, amazing. It's awesome. And they come in and they work with our orchestra, and we rehearse a couple of times. And um, Grant will be back conducting, and the orchestra is there to uh, add to their performance as well. So it's a great time, and that's our special event in May. Mm-hmm. And just the name sounds makes it sound like a fun time. Oh, they're a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> Tons of fun. So that's something not to be missed. The weather is going to be wonderful in May. For those of you who are out of town listening to this podcast, (laughs) come on down, Mm -hmm. spend a few days, and enjoy some Peak Martini while you're here, too. Mm -hmm. Did we just bookend the season? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) That's the beginning and the end. Uh, That's awesome. I love it. I love that I'm tracking that. (laughs) Well, let me say a few words about the middle. And the middle I'm is... Hoping we got there. a lot more words than yeah. just the beginning, <laughs> the end, and the middle. I just want to give a shout out to the Great Falls Symphony Organization. And it's one of Great Falls' treasures. It mm. truly is. And um, there's 70 musicians, and most of them That's a lot. are. Yeah. Most of them are uh, locals. We have what we call core musicians. I'll get to that in a moment. But all of these musicians have started someplace... Mm. They started in fifth grade or sixth grade, and they took up an instrument in school probably, Mm -hmm. and it helped them 
find and define who they are. Now, they may have gone on to different professions. They may have gone on to be accountants or teachers or attorneys or whatever, um, but they still find fulfillment through playing Mm. music, not only for themselves, but for those people who come to hear them play. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible thing. And so the Great Falls Symphony offers that opportunity for people, not only the orchestra, but we have a, a large symphonic choir as well. So all those people, our community people, mm-hmm. are part and parcel of what makes this organization tick. And I, I think it's an extraordinary thing on, on several different levels. But I think most of all, for me, is to watch as a conductor these people find fulfillment. They may have had a rotten day at work. <laughs> Their kids may have given them sass back. <laughs> Their husband may have complained about them going out three nights a week because they've got rehearsals. But when they get into that rehearsal, 15, 20 minutes in, you can see through mm-hmm. their faces the transformation oh. that they're doing something remarkable for themselves that they're going to share with others. Mm. So I, I think it's one of the greatest human resources that we have uh, in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. So, Gordon, we've visited with Hillary in the past about the instruments mm-hmm. that she plays. She's one of them, by the way. She's <laughs> one of these people, one of the extraordinary ones. So when she's had a tough day at work trying to she deal with you. Busts out the clarinet. Yeah. And heads. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We can get into that later on. (laughs) Just kidding. So, I I mean, honestly, I don't play that much anymore. Uh, A lot of my work is demands um, not playing. Not playing. (laughs) Uh, And I do miss it, uh, but I certainly did start here. I started here in the Great Falls Public Schools, and I was in the youth orchestra program that the symphony has and grew up through that. And I got a full ride to college to study mm-hmm. music, and then um, I came back and I performed in the symphony for a while, while pregnant, actually. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. The nerves didn't do well with the stomach. but um, <laughs> and, and the but breathing it, part, I uh, would imagine that would get a little tricky, too. It, it started to get a little tricky. Yeah. So um, I I kind of took a hiatus after that. But the, the element of playing, it, it's just a lifelong passion, and it really is kind of one of those game phase things like once you get on stage to rehearse all of the tiredness and all the worries of the day is gone because mm-hmm. you're doing something else that's really fulfilling but uh yeah I have a lot of perpetual jokes on how I'm I'm never going to be the principal clarinet I'm always <laughs> the second I'm never and <laughs> never good enough for the first always the bridesmaid never the bride <laughs> it's true so Gordon <laughs> do you- what instruments do you play? I played French horn. I was one of those kids that in school, they gave me a trumpet. My dad played trumpet, actually. Okay. And so I took his trumpet to school, and I didn't like the sound of it, <laughs> and I wanted to quit. And our band director, I think it was seventh grade, said, well, we need French horn players. Anybody want to volunteer to play French horn? And I raised my hand. I thought, what the hell, you know. <laughs> and uh, I took it home, and it was like the sound just, I, I fell in love with that sound. Yeah. And then I got curious about the other instruments, and uh, before too long, I'm telling my band director and my parents that I want to become an orchestral conductor. 
And they looked at me with great concern. <laughs> great concern. Well, why? Particularly yeah. my father, who thought I'd be living in his basement for the uh-huh. remainder of my life. But I've been very blessed and very fortunate it all worked out. Mm. But yeah. Do you still um, not like the sound of trumpets? Not as well as the horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play in an orchestra? Oh, or absolutely. Or this orchestra? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, in my development as a conductor, um, you go to graduate school and you go to workshops and all that business and, and uh, get trained on how to be a conductor. But I'll tell you, where I learned the most about conducting is being in the orchestra. Mm. And so you're in the back of this orchestra with a horn sit and you're looking at a conductor and you're thinking, whoa, that didn't work so well. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or he or she will make a snarky comment you know, to the orchestra and you think, do you think that made it better? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, so I mean, so you really just learn a lot yeah. by being involved, mm-hmm. and each section. I mean, this is a whole topic, another whole podcast. I'll there come back. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds great. Anyway, I love it. But each uh, instrumental section has its own personality. Mm. You know, the brass players are sort of, you know, overt, and and sometimes trumpets are egotistical and horns are <laughs> think they're better than everybody else the cellos are mellow people i mean on and on what about That's the percussion true. people they seem fun they are crazy <laughs> they just let out crazy yeah you know and yeah so each group has its own personality and um he by the way he didn't mention that clarinet so i had purposefully <laughs> left <laughs> that out oh wow i didn't want to inspire controversy yeah. yeah we're such we're such nerds <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had the honor of getting to host uh, Mm. the symphony's Halloween performance. Oh, you did so well. And (laughs) the thing that just shocked me, and and I played the flute growing up because that's what my mom had, and Mm -hmm. that's what you played because that's what was in the house. Um, I played the recorder. That was the extent of my (laughs) instrument. And there was percussion, but I'd never looked at percussion sheet music. Yeah. Mm. I looked at the percussion sheet music during the Halloween concert. I'm like, how how do you even know what's going on? (laughs) There's just an X there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your percussion is that people think, oh, you hit stuff. You strike stuff. And that's not at all. You're pulling sound out of things. Yeah. Oh. You're pulling a sound out of a triangle. Like a mind warp trying to think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. And it, it just it sort of uh, helps you develop a concept of timbre, of sound mm-hmm. uh, that you're trying to get. Anyway. Yeah. Just well, looking at that sheet music, I'm like, how do you even read this? Like, they're like, <laughs> we do it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I saw I guess that, you do. But... Yeah. <laughs> yes. I even think it's pretty tough. I mean, I got a degree in music and I look at that going, oh, you're no. Like, There's nothing there. What is that? Because <laughs> yeah. it's triangle. It's drums. It's cymbals. Mm. It's... And I asked them because like there's the slapping of the hand and then they do this spin around the edge of the tambourine i'm yeah, like right, right. looking at the music i'm like how do you know it says to do it's that it's a spin versus a like slap s- and a yeah but you know Shake. getting back to a john williams though, just think of a composer who has a whole arsenal mm-hmm. of percussion instruments back there and being able to skillfully use these instruments of yeah. this incredible range to impact and affect in a compositional score I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's genius. Mm-hmm. If I mean, it is genius. You know exactly when the bright sound of a triangle makes an effect, creates an effect. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm going to be orchestrating music, I'll go, oh, this is perfect for a spin. <laughs> for a little a slap. Spin yeah. along the spin. <laughs> nope, we're just going to do a tap. 
you know, I think you should just go the composer route because (laughs) Danny Elfman, and maybe you know more about this, but I heard that Danny Elfman, who's done many, many scores and has a very distinct sound like Nightmare Before Christmas, that movie. He's done a ton of stuff like that. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, things Mm -hmm. like that. Beautiful Mm -hmm. music. Yeah. That he basically just sings into some sort of recording device what he wants it to sound like, and then he I would like delegates. to hear. I would like to hear that. I feel like Figure that would make it out sound more movie-ish. Yeah. And if that is true, it's like, man, I miss my calling. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's your style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've not I missed my calling. That could work for you. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it would be the most. Well, I think it would be sought after because people would go, man, that was the most awful thing I have ever experienced in my life. So it would be like cherished because of its awfulness? They've never even taken a class in how to put music together. And I'd be like, yep, that well, is true. <laughs> well, you know, when people think of composers, they think we've talked about Mozart earlier mm-hmm. on, 200, 300 years back, and then Beethoven, and even more contemporary classical composers like uh, Bernstein and Copland and such. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, this this, this skill or the process of writing uh, film music is completely different. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Hillary said, Danny Elfman, who really doesn't read notes, uh, <laughs> he, I've got a very good friend, I'll talk about this later on, who's, <laughs> who's an orchestrator, and he orchestrates uh, a lot of Danny's music, in fact did, Nightmare Before Christmas, and, and Danny does drive down, he lives in L.A., and he's driving down, you know, traffic jams, and he's singing into his recorder, <laughs> You know, stuff he's While got he's in his in mind. the middle of traffic jams. Yeah, right. This is probably, yeah. And then he's got people who orchestrate it. And we talked mm, about that yeah. uh, earlier. But then the process of putting it all together is a very uh, unique process in mm-hmm. that you've got a studio orchestra. And it's not, um, the music isn't delivered to the musicians in the same manner that they are at a symphony concert. Because when you have, we're doing Jurassic Park, um, for example, at this concert on October 1st. And so the orchestral parts in front of a violinist might be eight or ten pages, whereas is during the studio recording process it might be one or two pages because mm-hmm. um, very infrequently do the cuts go more than three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Um, and how long is it? You know this, Gordon, because you've done some recording. I've done yourself. some. How recording. long does it take to do a couple minutes? A what's the formula? When I've been hired to do. Um, film recording, the goal is to have seven and a half usable minutes per hour. Wow. Which sounds remarkably small, doesn't it? No, but yeah, it that's seems a long... like should be able to make that happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's a long time, though, when you think about every note and measure that goes into seven yep. or eight minutes long. I mean, that's <clears throat> a long time. So having an orchestra is very expensive, a studio orchestra. Mm-hmm. So you'll have A, B, and C, and sometimes D sessions. And the A session is with the full orchestra, everybody on stage, all your percussion players and everything. <laughs> Whereas your B orchestra might just be the strings. Uh, mm. A C orchestra might, or a C session might be the choir. And uh, then you might have a D session that has a children's choir or a soloist. And mm. so when you're doing a recording session, you start at 8 in the morning, you're done about 10, 30, or 11 at night. Yeah. Because you're trying to maximize uh, the time in the studio, because the studio uh, costs a lot of money too, with all the engineers and the mm-hmm. equipment and on well, and it's on. Well, hundred plus people. It is. Yeah. And so I did some recording. I don't know how many years ago at Abbey Road Studios. And oh my so gosh! You, so you're with wow. the LSO, London Symphony Orchestra, and 
they they don't take that music home and practice it. They, they show up at 8 in the morning, and it's I'm on the stand. <laughs> and so the first thing you do is you take the orchestra through, uh, you know, Q72 or something mm-hmm. like that, which might be a five-minute queue while the engineers are in there fussing with the microphones like we were doing <laughs> earlier today. Uh-huh. And then you do a take. And naturally, somebody will make a mistake in there, mm-hmm. and then you take another take. And by the time you get your third take, you're hoping that you've got something that's usable. Mm-hmm. And these yeah. are the best of the best. These I mean, are the really best good. of the best. They're the people yeah. you're hearing on the tracks for mm-hmm. Harry Potter's and wow. Jurassic Park. Which, by the way, our, our orchestra did the first Harry Potter movie with the yep. movie a couple years back. And they sounded just as good, in my opinion. They really wow. prepared. And that was, you know, an 85-page book of right. violin right. music and tons of really hard stuff. Also also John Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that just is meant to show the level of professionalism of our orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yes, these uh, most of these folks are from Great Falls. And that's so great because... They're amazing. They're professional mm-hmm. level musicians that can pull off the same stuff that the musicians in the Abbey Road Studios can do. And uh, Gordon, I know that you said that you would talk about our core musicians mm-hmm. here, um, but I'm on the roll, so stop <laughs> me if you need to. But uh, the core musicians are uh, play principal parts, so they're the first chairs okay. of the orchestra, um, and they also have their own. It's like the varsity squad. They are the varsity squad. (laughs) And we we do nap. It's great. It's true. For us to not in the non musical world. Oh, and the process of picking picking them is very similar, too. Yeah. Uh, I want him (laughs) on my team. (laughs) Um, Red Rover, Red Rovers. (laughs) Hillary, right over. We do a national search, and uh, these pro musicians from all over the country apply, and they. The top four come to Great Falls mm. for a live audition, and uh, the first half of it is behind a, a screen, so you can't even see them. You're oh. just hearing them. And then there's a whole interview process and everything, too, because the people that we bring to our community uh, serve multiple purposes. They don't just... Uh, they don't just serve the orchestra by being the best of the best. They also are teachers in our community. Mm. And so they have to have the personalities to interact with people, you know, and that's not always a given mm-hmm. when you're speaking with musicians. <laughs> in the well, and when you're bringing them to a community community like this, because they're probably in gra- uh, graduate school in Baltimore or in Chicago, mm-hmm. a big market. Yeah. And then uh, you're, you're inviting them to here. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be a good fit. They gotta right. be people who, you know, we they we want all, to be they here want and to appreciate here. our community. You know, if you're playing in the Los Angeles Philharmonic and you go to the grocery store to pick up a quart of milk, nobody knows who the heck you are. Right. Yeah. But if you're a core musician in Great Falls, they're gonna say, "Oh, you're the principal flute player mm. in, the, in the symphony," and so that's that sort of singles you out in a very positive manner. Mm-hmm. It's a level of prestige and recognition. It is indeed, mm-hmm. and you're adding a lot to the community. And, you know, you, you mentioned the, it's a very, um, I think, interesting process, the audition process is. And Hillary mentioned the screen. Well, that harkens back to, I don't know how many years ago, but so there's no discrimination associated in the process. It's like on The Voice when they don't turn around till they exactly. like the voice. <laughs> well, like the vo- you know, it, 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 back in the day, there were fewer women in the orchestra. Mm. And so you don't know if it's male or female. Yeah. But, you know, if they're black or white, tall or short, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point in time, I said to our committee, I said, do we really need the screen anymore? 
Because mm. haven't we come farther as, mm. as people? And I got the same reaction yeah. that Rebecca just gave me. <laughs> yeah. The raised eyebrow. Like Maybe we you have. You would hope. But you would hope. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's a double protection. So mm-hmm. it's a protection for them, but it's a protection for us to do to also say we did our due diligence. But yeah. I did challenge our selection committee to interview first, mm. uh, to get those scores down for the interview and the rubric first so that that can be measured before there's a cut. Mm. Uh, because it, it really is important for us to have uh, holistically as excellent uh, people coming to mm-hmm. our community to live here as musicians because we want them to have a big studio. We want the music uh program as a whole to thrive and we need to be able to have something that the great falls public schools uh program would hire as far Mm -hmm. as their ability to speak to students and and the community and all that stuff is so super important so i would rather have that score down before we say okay you didn't make the cut because you didn't get your you know doctorate or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. Um, and this wouldn't be important in chicago or la you know, mm. but it is important here. It is important that these people have the personality to connect. Mm. Uh, they help us draw audience in. One, two, it helps um, our community in, ter- in terms of having resource of really excellent private teachers who will interact effectively with youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all of us are emissaries. When I say all of us, Hillary, myself, Grant, the core musicians, we are emissaries for the Great Falls Symphony. Association. When we go out, I want people to look at us and say, "Oh, you're with the symphony," mm-hmm. and we can feel proud. Yes, we are. And uh, I also, I also want to share something else that's really special about Great Falls and our symphony is that we are truly a purple unicorn in the United States as far as how our organization is set up and all of the wonderful things that we're able to accomplish. Um, most symphony orchestras don't have a core group of professionals at our level oh wow in fact i only found one other one and gordon i think maybe found another one that i haven't spoken with but i spoke with the other one that was in texas uh just a couple months ago and you know you know and our budget is about one 1.1 million and to be able to do all of the programs that we're doing and accomplish all the things that we're doing it's incredible i mean Mm. no other orchestra like that just doesn't exist. That model just doesn't exist in the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's all privately funded, too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Um, the, you know, the big European orchestras and things like that, you know, their government supports them to the tune of four to five million every single year. Oh, wow. So they've wow. got this base of, of uh, budget to work with. Mm-hmm. And we're scrappy. We don't have that. <laughs> we're a 501c3 uh-huh. nonprofit organization <laughs> that um, makes sure that the good work that we're doing to serve Great Falls and the community beyond is happening every single year. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I want to um, recognize, too, our relationship with Great Falls Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And um, I mentioned earlier that most of these people started in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. yeah. And they continued on because they like the programs, you know, whether it be uh, orchestra, band, or choir, and uh, have assimilated that skill throughout their life. But the Great Falls Public Schools has for the longest time, as long as I can remember, had has had a very strong commitment to music education mm-hmm. and has an award-winning program that they've been awarded national awards for the past 15, 20 years. And so we're the recipient of their dedication. And we work in tandem in making sure that what we do uh, is benefits the community. It makes this a better place to live. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys are all about, isn't it? 
You want people to come here, and you want them to be happy, have lifestyles, and mm-hmm. to contribute to the qualities of life mm-hmm. that we all have come to uh, enjoy. And I think the schools have been exemplary in that, and uh, so it's been our great pride to be with them and in, in working towards that mm-hmm. united uh, goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So back to some music. Back. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, which is all true and amazing, and, bum, bum, and couldn't bum, agree bum, more. Bum, 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 yeah. <laughs> what other music are we going to hear out of this season at the symphony? Okay. Well, we're also at the Newberry this year. That's oh, a wow. new thing for us at the Newberry. Uh, have you had prior Montana's? Guests? Yes, Montana's um, newest concert venue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, downtown. And Great it Falls. is mm-hmm. fantastic, and we love the owners and. We are doing a Friday night chamber music series there this year, which will feature both of our core groups that we were just talking Mm -hmm. about, our Chinook Winds Quintet and our Cascade String Quartet. And it's going to be an awesome concert series that is meant for people to dress up for the night. Get, go down yeah. to the Newberry. There's gonna we sold out all of our VIP seats. So the only seats that are left now are are the the main floor seating, mm-hmm. the theater seating. But that's okay because you still get complimentary appetizers when you Ooh, come fun. in, and you can get drinks and just have a really mm-hmm. nice date night or a night out that with friends. Like fun and listen to really really great orchestral music mm-hmm. from total pros. I mean yeah. these guys are amazing. So that's happening. All season long over at the Newberry, there's going to be seven concerts. Uh, oh, wow. Usually about one per month. That's how that's mm-hmm. spaced out. And then um, we are just having an awesome rest of our orchestral series, too. We've got uh, the Christmas concert, which is always a really great draw ask about for the Christmas one. Yeah. That's always, I feel like, a, a popular time when it, people remember, oh, hey, we have a symphony. We should go see that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we have a symphony all year yeah, long. We sure but do. They, but they people remember like, in December. Like, right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll be playing some music from Polar Express for oh, those of fun. you who are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of other great Christmas sing alongs. And it's just a fun time there. And Santa usually stops by, doesn't Does. he? Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yeah. We can. Pull his arm again uh-huh. this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you, you hit on something that's really important, Hillary, and that is that, you know, we're talking about symphony. We're talking about symphony orchestras and, and, and this sort of business that we're in. But I've talked to so many people in our community that say, well, it's wonderful that there's a symphony here, but I don't, I don't like classical music. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about A lot of people are intimidated by mm-hmm. classical music. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that drives me crazy is, you don't see it so much now, but it used to be um, on commercials for high-end cars or watches and stuff uh-huh. like that. A, a princess-looking woman with her tiara in a box <laughs> going to a concert. No, that's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's much more it, relaxed. It's yeah. more relaxed. It's a lot about the socialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You meet a lot of wonderful people Mm -hmm. and there is snacks there are drinks it's fun and i think that is really important for people to remember it makes the music and and lifestyle of it if you will much more accessible it's an experience Mm -hmm. you go to it and and you were mentioning too i mean we have a special event called black tie blue jeans Mm -hmm. and, and there's other things that we do but for some it allows you to wear your nice jewelry. Otherwise, yeah, you know, your husband doesn't take you to a place where you can wear your nice jewelry. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there's all kinds of reasons to come to the symphony. Mm-hmm. And, and don't be intimidated. My 
Goodness gracious. Well, and the big thing. I get all my dresses from Ross, typically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it works. It doesn't need to be this <laughs> super fancy. No, yeah. no. This and segment it, brought to you by <laughs> Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> we'll send you the invoice, yeah, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much to be said about the experience that a traveler can have to show up, do world-class symphony, mm-hmm. just really from a musical standpoint, and then go hit the trail the next day. Right. Absolutely. All right here in Great Falls. Absolutely. Um, and those are the kind of experiences that, honestly, and we've done that episode of... <laughs> We're not cool enough to go to the symphony. And Hillary was like, no, everybody's cool enough to go to the symphony. Mm -hmm. And so we have had those discussions about how accessible it is to just experience that kind of music. And then once you go, I could remember practicing again for the Halloween concert. And Grant's like, we're going to need to do that again. And and Maddie turned to me and he's like, what did they screw up? I'm like, I have no clue what they screwed up. Did did we screw up? What just happened? I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, but that's funny. You just yeah. wanted to take Grant to the side and go, hey, hey they're sounding good. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting. Your, your uh, underwear is so twisted about, but they sounded amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's really so, fun. You know, I've been in the, for five years, I've been in the balcony as an audience member. Yeah. And that's a completely new experience for me. <laughs> and so I've been learning a lot. I'll be in my my seat. And at intermission, it's, it's a phenomenon in itself. Is everybody stands up because they you know need to stretch. Yep, you do need to stretch. They turn to the person next to them, behind them, and it's really hard to conclude an intermission because people are having so much fun visiting yeah. mm-hmm. and connecting. And so I would say to anybody who's listening to this podcast and is new to town and saying, boy, I'd sure like to meet some people. You need to come to this October this, 1st mm, concert yep. and the ones remaining because you'll meet a ton of people and you'll make connections that are going to make your your stay here in town, your life yeah. here in town, even more vibrant than than the trail or the uh, mm-hmm. Giant Springs or all the amenities we have here to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being an audience member, <laughs> I am unable to pick up on any errors that would ever be made. <laughs> Do you? My wife won't sit next to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she she's just like, hush. Because <laughs> every so often I'll hear, I'll go, <gasps> She's like, oh my gosh, what what, what, what happened? But Gordon, no. The hand will come on my knee. <laughs> I know it's probably a knee-jerk calm, reaction. Calm. Probably a knee-jerk reaction, but need we revisit when yo-yo ma <laughs> came to visit town and, and all the things that went wrong that particular oh concert. no <laughs> it, uh, the audience had no clue the, oh they did d- oh. oh it was that okay <laughs> it was that okay. and it wasn't it, it wasn't due to lack of skill of everyone it was you know a mixture of things oh my god it was... potted plants being tripped over oh no electricity issues oh my starting so, the wrong piece so here we had oh, no. so here we oh, had dear. Uh, it was the symphony's biggest moment yeah to, 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 to date uh-huh. to that point yeah when your your mom was here and that's almost 20 years ago isn't it it's been a while now it's been a while yeah. anyway it was huge huge every seat was sold and oh my god and anticipate anticipation was huge yeah and then we get to the concert night and we, I started with an overture before he came out. Well, halfway through the overture, the guy backstage trips over a chord and everything goes black. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> and the oh orchestra my. that knew the piece pretty well keeps playing oh for about gosh. 10 more bars. <laughs> yeah. And then we're all like, uh. <laughs> we're out of luck. So they get, they get the lights up and running. 
and that's all good. And oh we, my gosh! Then Yo-Yo Ma comes out, and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. And he's doing two pieces, and one has a big, strong start, and the other one has a very gentle, soft start. Well, I get up, and I give this strong downbeat, and he looks at me like, "Uh oh!" I thought we were playing the other oh, piece no. first. Oh gosh. So it's almost as though it was scripted by Harold Ramis or somebody who writes comedies. I walk back to the dress. My librarian had put the wrong score out. <gasps> Blame oh, it on the librarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, someone's no. taking the blame. And, yeah, right? and people yeah. afterwards oh, said, oh, that was so clever. You guys are so funny. So they thought it was scripted. Brilliant. Oh, my god! And I just let it go. Yes, you're like, yes, it was brilliant. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was just let it go. perfectly comedic. Yes. So oh, was, no. didn't you step into plant, too? Is that, that wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> it was the librarian. Oh, yeah. The librarian again, causing all the problems. Oh. <laughs> but oh, I have goodness. to think... Um, not everyone in the audience is as well versed in what the music is supposed to right. sound oh, not like. at all. Or so they're not going to notice things. unless the lights do go out oh, or no. yeah. No. Or yo-yo oh, mobs. your finale concert when the <laughs> She's that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that just played into it. Do, do you remember when 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 we were doing the? Um, 1812 Overture, the 18, and it was... Oh, my the, God. The cannons were going off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, anyway, we're, <laughs> we finished with 1812 Overture, and so we didn't... You can't blow off a cannon in the Civic Center. I don't know what their problem is, yeah. but you can't... <laughs> what a freaking issue. Yeah. So, anyway, I've got a synthesizer back there, and we had rehearsals where the guy would play, Hal Hug, would play this note, and I said, no, 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 it's not deep enough, not resonant. Okay, you know. Nope, too bright. So we must have spent 35 minutes. And you'd be hitting all these, what they're called patches. Okay. So you have an infinite variety of sounds you can get from this electronic keyboard. And I wanted it louder. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally got it the way I wanted, right? So during the performance, we're going along, trucking along, everything's going just smashingly, and in come the cannons. <laughs> What I didn't know, what the orchestra didn't know, was it set off the Civic Center's fire alarm oh, system. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. So during the final bars of 1812 Overture by Tchaikovsky, there's fire trucks coming from oh, every no. direction. <laughs> to the it Civic was a Center. real finale for it, you. That's yeah. We were supposed to evacuate it, evacuated, but we didn't know. Oh, my gosh. So we caught hell from the fire department for and nothing. this was your last yeah official yeah, con- yeah oh my gosh well, no do-overs for me thank <laughs> god you're back for yeah, you this get another, season yeah you get another chance here right, yeah. Yes. yeah yeah but honestly i mean where else in the world are you gonna have a symphony that may just completely derail yeah. i think it is definitely <laughs> worth a weekend in it great sure Falls. Is. Yeah. Well, you never go. know what you're gonna get you're not, yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen yeah it, yeah, I will say, so I was remembering, um, I got to be up on stage and have the perspective of a musician without <laughs> having to play music when we did the Lewis and Clark um, memorial. Uh, there's, dude, you I'm spacing did, that. I was the narrator, if you, you the will. the narrator. For I read parts 
It was called From the Journals of Lewis and Clark. There it is. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I read portions of, yeah. I was the narrator, or the yes. female narrator. And you were excellent. Oh, well, thank you. Um, but <laughs> oh, Yes, thank you for clapping. Um, <laughs> no, but it, so I got to read parts of the journal, yes. the narration yes. portions mm-hmm. um, in between the music up there, which was so cool for me to get that perspective of basically, because I was kind of intermingled standing among the musicians. Oh, by the violins. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just such an incredible experience to get to be on the stage without having to <laughs> without being a musician and get that that view of it and yes. then also watch you yeah. conduct from the other side mm-hmm. um which i was really glad you were there because i gave you the, I, the, you cue. Got the i got the cue <laughs> yes otherwise i probably would have been somewhat lost in what was happening yeah um but it's so where I'm going with this too is that for you're not just bragging <laughs> about just how cool like, you I are. I got to talk on stage <laughs> about Lewis and Clark. No, but for me to get that kind of up, up close personal perspective, but for a conductor, um, you know, if you think of a conductor, people just kind of wave their hill oh, like a conductor's, you know, waves mm-hmm. their arms, waves their hands. What are some what? What does that what does that do mean? I mean, what is as an audience member without getting too nitty gritty, right. what should I be watching for for you as the conductor? And it's also fun because when you get really into it, yeah, you can right. see it. But but right. what are some of the, the arm what what are you doing? Well, up first there? of yeah. all, most what are of good motions versus yeah. angry motions. Yeah. <laughs> angry motions. Well, um it's nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. And you really have to have almost an endless uh, vocabulary with a baton mm-hmm. and most of the work that one does is done in rehearsals and once you work with the orchestra and they know what um, what you're wanting what the composer is intending mm-hmm. then at the performance um, they're pretty much on remote mm-hmm. and the conductor then is uh, sort of a, a guidance factor along the way but your your gestures have to be meaningful you just can't flail around with your arms <laughs> and you know you have what I was just short doing. you know heavy gestures or mm-hmm. gentle gestures or but you really have to have almost an endless vocabulary with, with this stick mm-hmm. you have to be you have to make yourself interesting <laughs> or yes yeah. or else they really won't look yeah. it's true yeah. you have or to if make they don't, yourself or if they you know with a and this is something that Grant has discussed. He thinks he can do a whole series on this. I believe him. Um, and that the the problem with orchestras today worldwide isn't the musicians, it's the conductors. That's true. And um, that a, an orchestra can sound really great and have a really terrible conductor and nobody will know it. And so they can continue being terrible and not mm-hmm. and, and the musicians will just do their work right. and they'll just ignore the conductor. And they are vital elements of the success of the organization or of the the group overall Mm -hmm. and there's so much great um expression that can come out from even the conductor's facial expressions that i I watch facial expressions a lot with the greats that i've been uh performing with and um you you have that relationship as a musician where you do trust that Mm -hmm. you do trust that and uh so much so that sometimes i just would stop counting which isn't the right thing to say (laughs) as a musician but um but i just entrusted i trusted their their leadership implicitly mm-hmm. to be able to come in on time because your main your main job is to keep everybody on track and make sure the sound is 
what it should be and the emphasis should be where it is correct you've got a score in front of you that a composer has written a john williams score for example and at some point in time it's very clear in the notation that he wants a woodwind line to be predominant well you Mm -hmm. can't let the brass overplay that and Mm -hmm. if they are you remind them here's exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and another factor too and i think this is more of a psychological element is that there's very few places in our society our american society where um there's autocratic rule mm-hmm. and so one of the last vestige, vestiges everybody say vestiges, vestiges. Um, vestiges. Is, is a symphony orchestra where when that conductor stands up they are autocratic mm. they're borderline dictatorial <laughs> nobody talks back and say no I, I wasn't too is, loud leave I me alone i wouldn't say borderline <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. i mean to be honest here so when you when you were what in ninth grade tenth grade and you told your parents that you wanted to be a symphony orchestra conductor or whatever yeah that's when you discovered you get you, to be a dictator dictator <laughs> I grew a mustache. I was only 13 years old. That's true. Have you seen those pictures? Anyway, but, but where I'm going with this is that that, you know, people know that Toscanini, the great maestro of years ago, was that way. But you, you, you can't, you, you've got to temper that nowadays because people don't like to be bossed around. And nor should they be. Nor should right. they be. But right. they should you be have in, a job to do. They should be encouraged yeah. to make things excellent. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of what a conductor does, is, is be that person to encourage um, us to be the kind of people that audiences would want to pay and buy a ticket to come mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, your dress, uh, not an actual dress, but you know the, the clothing that you wear. I thought we, we, yeah. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, Whoa. that was just for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the uh, conductors have a specific kind of jacket with like flaps. Yep, tails. Uh, what's the? Is that just the decided upon that, look? That is uh, left over from the Victorian era. Mm. Very few conductors wear tails anymore. Okay. Because do the, you? Will you no. be wearing tails? No. Okay. Oh, Gordon. <laughs> Have a pair of tails? Oh, I have Come tails. On. Of course I do. Um, <laughs> but it, it's left over from the Victorian era where if you're standing with your back to a group, uh, it was impolite to show them your... Tushy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh-huh. Your so, uh-huh. so the polite uh, application would be to have tails that would cover your... Uh-huh. Backside. But on dunk and that's the origin. Words I would have never expected to come out of Shannon's mouth today. <laughs> so Especially about the symphony. Yes. That's the origin of why conductors wear tails. Uh-huh. I did huh. not know that. Yeah. So and what are you, uh, Hawaiian shirts and flip-flops? <laughs> I'm coming Park out. T-shirt? I'm coming yeah. out. In Halloween time, if you've seen those people who have those big T-Rex costumes, yeah. Yeah. No, I hope so. I'll be wearing one of those. And oh, trying to perfect. conduct with T-Rex Yeah, arms. little T-Rex arms. <laughs> you should do that for one of the attention. Jurassic that's, Park that's songs. Good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hold you to this. <laughs> what, um, do you have different, how many pairs of, oh boy. Batons. Um, batons do I have. I have three batons. Okay. And only, wow, only three. Are they, always, are they always a How do you length? have more than one? Well, do they no get one worn needs out? more than one, but you know, like guitarists, <laughs> they've got a whole room dedicated to I have uh, three like. batons that I've used for forever and a day, and they're made by uh, a man who has made batons for most of the famous conductors in the world. Oh, wow. And it's custom made for me. Oh, so uh, does that mean like a, with like a specific like grip? Yep, or? A, f- a specific really? handle, and it's a balance, so if you put your finger... 
you in the podcast. I <laughs> can't see what's happening. Can't see. But you can balance. It's weightless. Oh, my gosh. Really? Not that it imposes a lot of weight, a baton. It would, right. Anyway. But, no, it's weightless, and it's, oh. uh, it's of a specific length. Oh, wow. Specific, Did they have to measure your height and everything? Yeah, too? what you do is you hold, it, it's like <laughs> wow. getting fit for a suit, you know. Oh, wow. So you hold your arm out because, you know, everybody has a different length for their arm. Yeah. And you, yeah. you hold the arm out. And then if you were to take the baton and point it towards yourself, it should uh, reach where your sleeve meets uh, the, the body of your jacket. On your opposing oh, wow. shoulder. Right. Okay. Right. I'm going to ask the stupid question. No, do it. There's no stupid I have lots questions. Of <laughs> <laughs> why like the, the <laughs> i understand like it is a tool of your trade and it is an important tool but do do does the orchestra pay better attention do they not be able to see it if it's too short or what are, um well they're not even looking remember yeah they're not even looking no and there's, you're, a, there's you're a lot just of... out there doing a little performance <laughs> yeah. for us. um you know it's it's personal preference for the conductor Okay. You know, and some conductors don't use a baton. Oh. At all. Oh. They're, they're uncomfortable holding it because there's people who have, you know, tossed it over their shoulder in a <laughs> oh, concert. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or stab someone in the Exactly. Or, or thrown I can see it out. that happening. Yeah. Uh huh. So some people don't, don't use one. Some people use itty bitty ones. I, because I'm smaller of stature, um, prefer a longer stick. <laughs> because well, I it. want the people the in the back row yeah. to see uh, what's going oh, on. Which, by the way, we gotta we gotta roll out the old podium too. You gotta. Ro- <laughs> <laughs> so what? I had a podium built for me, and yeah. it's probably 14 inches off the ground. Nice. And it makes me look tall. I like it. And so when Grant came, <laughs> it made him look tall. freakish. It yeah. made him look like a giant. So Perfect. we had to build him another podium. podium. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to have to get the... the uh, well, now I have funny. new hopes and dreams. Like Grant's going to conduct from the 14th From the Gordon inch one. Yeah. Podium. <laughs> I just want to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. I yeah. think he had Grant, to. I, I hope you had to when he was but auditioning. I, it, I hope you're enjoying this podcast, yeah, right? Grant. It, it, I've got a little carrying case of my three batons. Oh, do you one bring them case out for the all three? One case for all three. I should have okay. brought it along. You should have. A long uh, case. We'd, we'd have taken a picture yeah. of it. And when I walk out onto the stage for any given rehearsal or concert, I open the case and I look at them. And it's based, my choice is based on superstition. <gasps> oh. On e- where where the, the handle meets the stick itself is mm-hmm. wrapped in this thread. Okay. And I have one with a gold thread, one with green thread, and one with red thread. Oh. And it'll be sort of dependent on how I feel at that particular moment. So it, you don't decide which one you're going to use till you walk out no. on that game stage. Game day. Yeah, but Ooh, right do you there. have game rules? time decision? Do you have rules to the superstition, or is it more just? No, uh, if if it worked really well in the last rehearsal, that's the one I'm going to use. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. okay. Has it worked well for you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> he's had an illustrious career, yes. and he's been invited to come back. I think the man Hopefully knows what he's works. doing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, what, is it, what is it made out of, the, the, the well, baton? Well, the handle, you can choose any kind of exotic wood, oh, hardwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mahogany? Oh, yeah. Rosewood. <laughs> no, really. It's exotic wow. hardwood. What about bamboo? 
Is that not that's tough not, enough? I don't think that's a hardwood. No, it's not a hardwood, but things are made out of bamboo. I was just curious. I've, I've it's never very, it's lightweight, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like lightweight, right? You yeah. said it's like very light. Like I don't a, know. I was just curious like about bamboo. Like a chopstick, right? Yeah. yeah Those exactly. are made out of ba- bamboo. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's that what I was picturing. Work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to show up with I my I tried bringing my Harry Potter wand. I brought my Harry Potter wand to conducting class once in college, and the press the professor was not not amused amused at all and that in that moment i realized i was never meant to be a conductor because <laughs> like, they don't have a sense funny. of humor <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> no. gordon does oh yeah. my grant on the other hand no. just kidding no. i don't know oh, <laughs> just kidding oh, he, what did he he has conducted with lightsabers before oh, i mean nice. dressed as darth vader i Perfect. mean he's i mean he he's he's prepares to be funny maybe in the collegiate world or maybe it was just my experience that yeah it didn't go so yeah well. it yeah. was just meant to be he's yeah. um yeah. he's yeah <laughs> so what haven't we covered that we probably should i never knew we'd have a good debate on batons um <laughs> well if you well. Uh, if you want to learn more about the great fall symphony just visit us on our website we've got tons of information on there about our programs and our uh, outreach as well and you can get tickets there if you'd like and learn more about what it is we're doing serving the community mm-hmm. and more importantly i really like this new friday thing where you get drinks and food yeah because um, mm-hmm. that's not a normal occurrence at let's say mansfield theater mm-hmm. um so really unique opportunities that are being presented yeah. to uh residents and travelers alike coming in to experience that in a new way yep get fancy and uh see all the rest of what great falls has to offer mm-hmm. so that's really cool Awesome. And I'd like to acknowledge what you two do in this podcast in making Great Falls. I mean, just, just really helping people recognize what a special place this is. There's so many hidden gems, and the there symphony is. is one of those. That, it mm-hmm. is. And when I have guests come in from out of state and they stay a few days, they, they, they just... They become just inanimate. They think they're coming to a small town with fewer amenities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they find out what they're missing in the big mm-hmm. city and this very tight sense of community mm-hmm. that we have here it's and true. how we i had one person say it's so clever how you use the river as a lake <laughs> <laughs> and i never thought of it that way huh. but it, yeah you're right we yeah, do we do yeah. you know we make a, a part of the missouri just sort of a a really special place to be on yeah, a, right, any given yeah. afternoon walking the trail <laughs> or true. biking. You know, the River's Edge Trail was the number one reason why I decided to move, move back really? after um, getting my degree. I missed it so much. The second reason was actually the symphony for me. Um, <laughs> they're two of my most loved things about Great Falls, and there's many, many more, of course, but uh, it, I have a mixed... Uh, feeling about the work you two do because <laughs> now you're telling everyone the secret. Yeah, about right. We're telling everyone about it. Yeah. We just want people to come spend the night and go back to their yeah. home feeling sad they don't live here. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, I, I think one of the biggest su- success stories of the Great Falls Symphony is sitting here at the table, and that's Hillary. Oh, agreed, 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 agreed. You know, um, the previous executive director and I had been in place for a long, long time, and so when it came for us to be replaced, as it were, it was sort of difficult. And so when Hillary applied for the job, she was clearly the top candidate. <laughs> and for her to have taken on this role 
and have kept the symphony strong and made it stronger mm-hmm. in the process is one of the greatest gifts that Great Falls has given to itself. Agreed. Oh, wow. No, I, you know, you true. know, I feel that way. Mm. I just love her to death. But mm. that is so true. Um, the amount of passion it takes to create uh, every year a new symphony experience for people, and then provide us the opportunity to market those experiences to people who don't get to live here, is really a huge labor of love to be able mm-hmm. to do that and such a unique thing for our community because you know a lot of people think oh it must be tough to do your job <laughs> market great falls i'm like eh, no no there's lots yeah, i can point to a lot of other communities where i'm like yeah wouldn't want to do it there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys talk about right <clears throat> where here we just have an endless supply mm-hmm. of amazing things and the symphony gets to be part of that cornerstone along with the river's edge trail of the things that are amazing experiences in our community which is montana's base camp for art and adventure mm-hmm. there you go yes. i believe it Jim. well and are we missing anything else we should know well again i want to thank you for the opportunity to visit with you what a pleasant morning yeah well thank you, you. guys are yes. delightful oh, and it's well, been so much try. fun yeah. to, no you succeed you succeed and i will say stay tuned because we're partnering up to give some people some tickets Absolutely. to enjoy the symphony yes. this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I look surprised because I am, but Shannon <laughs> did tell me beforehand that that was going to happen, which then sparked excited. me to think, oh, we should do like a whole month of giveaway stuff. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. stay tuned. We'll be we'll be partnering and, yep. and putting some more information out on, on our social channels about that Absolutely. to come. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you both for spending your day after Labor Day with us, which is usually... <laughs> uh, Getting back in the swing here. Yeah. yeah. Throw, throwaway day sometimes of trying to get caught up and... Not here. Nope. Not at the podcast studio. <laughs> Made we it keep happen. it rolling. Um, and we are so grateful you got to share some stories and learn some new stuff about batons, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. <laughs> it is really neat. Yeah. Uh, now I'm a little sad about the one that I have, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story. All right. <laughs> um, so until we see your bright, smiling, happy, beautiful face here in Great Falls, we hope you are creating amazing memories wherever you are. We will see you soon in this wonderful community. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.